This is Super Yacht Radio. Welcome to Superyacht Radio and welcome to our series where we are getting to talk with the A-Crew nominees. And I have the pleasure of being joined today by Nicholas Patterson, who is up for the A-Crew Award nomination for Chef. And a competitive section it is because there's a number of great names up there. Nick, lovely to have you here today. Hi, nice to meet you. Yeah, thanks for having me. So, um, Nick, can I can I bring you back? Because your origins are from South Africa, and your home it right, seemed yeah. then became London. And so, tell us a little bit of how did you transition? I mean, South Africa to London is a a big difference. But did you go to to go cooking, or what brought you first there? Well, it was. I think um, I, I finished school in South Africa, and you know we lived right out in the country. And it was really, really great. And sort of we grown around good food and healthy home cooking. And you know it was a farming community, so we would go to our friends' farms and and sort of um, go into peach farms or dairy farms and just sort of have a really good outdoors lifestyle. Um, yeah, then moving to London, I didn't have the idea to become a chef at first. Um, I mean, I've always been around good food and my grandmother used to be a really great chef. Um, but yeah, coming to London, I sort of just fell into cooking a little bit. I was started off um, sort of just getting odd jobs to begin with and then got a job in a restaurant. And um, yeah, I just got sort of told there's a position in the kitchen and I would like what I like to try. And yeah, I, I loved it. I, I loved working in the kitchen. It was um, it was a really busy restaurant, 250 seater, and great. we were doing you know big numbers. There was only four in the kitchen, and um, yeah, I just loved the, the the energy and going for it, and sort of um, I wasn't very worldly when it came to food, so it was, I was learning so much and being exposed to so many things, and I really got sucked into it. So. And I'd say London, you know, such a f- fantastic place to kind of bring in all those range of foods and flavors and cultures and you know one big city yeah yeah it was fantastic I mean I I ended up working at my first restaurant was a South African manager and we sort of had a South African twist on everything so that was quite great I actually got one of my best friends to come and be my sous chef who was also starting out and um, yeah we had a really great time but we really pushed ourselves at the time and tried to do as good good a job as we could but from there, I think, yeah, I moved on to, I decided at that point, okay, it had been, I think, four years. I'd been two years as head chef at sort of 18, 19 years old. And I decided, okay, well, I, you know, I'm loving this. I want to go and study and push it further. So I went to Tante Marie in the UK mm-hmm. and uh, did a, the six-month intensive there. And this and then, was a, a French Cordon Bleu course? That's right, yeah. It was okay. sort of one of the top schools in the south of England, Um and it was just, I quite liked the intent, the, it was six months intense. I wanted to sort of go and just not so much practical, just more cooking hands-on experience and then get back out there. So I did that for the six months and then tried to get into the best restaurants I could in London. And um, yeah. 
which was then really great because I've I, I gone from head chef of a gastro pub down back to sort of commie or junior CDP and um, yeah, it was right back in the thick of it and working, working pretty hard to try and try and build things up again. I would imagine because in some, well, maybe was that in itself a good experience to kind of in some ways have to be a bit more humble and kind of work your way back up again? Yeah, I think I was sort of cooking everything, obviously, in the restaurant. And I went to my first mission star restaurant and I wasn't allowed to cook the steaks. <laughs> so it was a big step back. And I was you know, in charge of quite a small section to begin with um, and just making sure you're always 100%. I then started opening my eyes to sort of the old bullies and, you know, the different fine dining and how people were pushing that. And um, yeah, so it really, again, was an amazing experience and I learned so much. Um, we worked incredibly hard. Um, I was sort of living above the, the hotel and yeah, working I mean, Christmas, you know, the usual situation with the chef, but yeah, it was sort of well, cause 16 I, I, days were quite normal. <laughs> I know. I, well, I'm, I'm, I sort of think now, I think everybody has kind of opened up to the world of cooking over the past year, you know, and I certainly notice now, you know, there's so many amazing cooking programs. Um, yeah. But it strikes me as like a very highly, it, it can be very competitive and highly stressed as a, you know, when you're in the thick of it is sort of my impression. Yeah, I think I sort of fed on that. And I, I almost feel like I was lucky that I didn't, I didn't have this dream to become a chef. I, I sort of fell into it and loved the environment, loved the situation. And then my eyes were sort of opened rather than seeing it on TV and then being drawn to it. It was really, um, I was really in the thick of it by the time I started to explore more and learn more. And um, I quite like that because I don't think I really, to begin with, followed too much of the trends and sort of carved my own way a little bit, I think. And then tell me, Nick, how did you go from, you know, top restaurant in London to super yacht. How did that transition happen? I'd been, I, I, my grandparents were English, so I, I had a, a ancestral visa. So that was sort of the reason why I came to the UK in the first place. Um, it was sort of to, to begin with, it was a gap year that turned into uh, you know, full time. <laughs> and I did my five years to get, to get my uh, British passport. Mm -hmm. And then I wanted to travel and it was predominantly led by, um, you know, my, my love of cooking. I wanted to travel and learn and see new things. And a friend of mine had suggested that you mentioned yachting. I'd never heard of it before. And um, I got onto it and I didn't have the, I mean, I'd been working at Michelin star restaurants at junior levels. So I didn't have the money to go to Monaco or Antibes. So I just sort of applied religiously <laughs> online and every week phoned the agencies and pushed and pushed. And um, it took about six months. I did obviously all my courses and then, uh, I was about to give up and sort of say, okay, well, I'm going to take this head chef job in a, in a restaurant that I was working at. They're opening a second restaurant. And, um, and just as I sort of agreed that sort of the next week, they, I got a phone call saying, yeah, we've got a temp temp head chef job on a 65 meter. And um, yeah, it starts in a, a couple of weeks in Monaco. So that wow. was big I boat to begin with too. Yeah, it was nice. It was head chef for a month and then, I was going down to sous chef after that when the head chef returned. Okay. But it sort of sounds like initiation by fire a little bit, you know, for the, was, I was definitely out of my depth. I think, um, <laughs> yeah, I didn't really, uh, there's a whole new world to me and I'd been 
sort of slaving away in galleys and so, well, kitchens. And then this was yeah, very, very different. Um, I, I was very lucky that I had a really great head chef for that, that period. He left me at the kitchen and, uh, you know, really well and left me notes and how to get started. And then when he came back, I, I was going down to sous chef, but it was also temp, um, but that turned into permanent. And I spent two years with him um, wow. sort of teaching me the ropes and, yeah, because it is, it is very different from restaurants. And um, I was I, that was going to be my next question that, of yeah. that experience of you know big restaurant where you know if, if, I mean the other thing is when you need anything when you're making menus you know it, it's all there somebody can particularly in London somebody can pop and get anything. Yeah, how exactly. is that transition of creating menus with you know the much more confined space of galley and storage and provisioning? Um, yeah, I think it's made me a lot a much better chef working on boats because in restaurants I think you sort of had have the time to play and to develop the menu. Where on on yachts it's sort of you you doing it bespoke every day and it's changing every day and you you might not get the products you want or. You know, it's it's not a lot of my dishes I have done before, but I'm always sort of manipulating them and changing them and trying to progress them. Or I didn't get the, the produce and I've got to sort of alter it in some way. So I think it's a lot. You, you become much better at thinking on your feet. Yeah. And, and, and I'd imagine it's more tailored as well. You know, restaurant, you have a set menu where when you guess on board, you have to take into account food intolerances or, you know, all of the the other particular tastes differences was yeah part of it too uh, actually the first head chef that I was, I was i mentioned that i worked with he he had done a diet nutrition course and he suggested i did one so on my first boat through correspondence i did a diet nutrition course and um i think that's just all, all of it has really sort of steered me in a different direction from what i was doing in restaurants and i think it's it's developed and changed and yeah i think i'm a much better chef than i was but um and maybe allows yeah. a creativity because it's, you know, it, it's really you doing all the cooking where in a restaurant, it's more a team of chefs. Yeah, exactly. It's, I mean, that's the part I love about working on both the most is the creativity. I mean, it's a lot of work. It starts, you know, weeks before guests arrive and you have to pull ideas up and sort of get the ordering done and and it's very precise ordering so it's it's a lot of work but I, I love the creativity it's really what draws me back all the time well and you've kind of put down a lot of this in a cookbook as well am I right that's right yeah I've just well it's I've, I did a first one probably about six years ago but I never ended up really marketing it or trying to push it because um I just, I didn't plan it well enough and it came up against too many hurdles and I thought it was better to, to stop that and start a new one. Um, but it was just basically all my recipes I collected throughout the years. I, my little notebooks were starting to fall apart and uh, hmm. I wrote them all down and it's, it turned into over a thousand recipes in this very, very shorthand cookbook um, with heaps of spelling mistakes. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, so that was the, how it all started. I just wanted to write my recipes down. And um, I found this website where they would print you a book and thought, okay, that sounds pretty cool. Um, and then afterwards, it sort of came to me, oh, why don't I do this for a commercial book? Um, and I sort of planted the seed. And now that was six years ago. And I'm actually just finished editing this this second volume or version of the book and hopefully be sending it to the Another publisher. thousand recipes? <laughs> 
<laughs> no, this one, I, I learned my mistake. I've, I've done between 70 and 100 recipes. It's got a lot more photos in. It's written easily to, you know, not just for a chef. I think anyone could cook from it. And yeah, a little story behind each recipe. So it's more, um, more of like a coffee table cookbook and hopefully something that can be uh, given to charter guests as a bit of, of, you know, like a memorabilia from the, from the charter. Wow. One day, <laughs> that would be ideal. But yeah, um, just for you, I, I, this is more curiosity. But is there um, what do you most love to make? You know, what's your kind of if, if you know the, the menu is open and and today you can make anything you want and you don't have to worry about what you can you know provision. But what would be your what would be your I like? Yeah, my two sort of favorites, I, I guess, is seafood. I, I love cooking seafood. I think if I had a restaurant, I'm sure it would be predominantly seafood-based, um, just fresh. And I think really good quality produce is a huge thing for me. I'm, you know, looking after it when you get it, getting good stuff. And, um, yeah, and then the other thing I love is desserts comp- and trying to make them as complex as I can um, in, in a, on a boat. But I'm sort of really enjoying that. I didn't at the beginning of my career and I sort of realized it was my weak point and put my mind to it for a few years and ended up loving it. And I'm trying to get away from the standard desserts that you get everywhere, which is, which is fine, but it's nice just to have something that's a little bit unique rather than the creme brulees and the, the things like that. Try and try and break the mold and do something a bit more creative. Well, and I think, you know, that's sort of been, um, I'm not, without revealing my age, but you know, I've been around at least four decades, and my, my and I actually grew up in London. But yeah. just sort of watching the trends and the transition to where we are now with food, it's just you know, you're talking about the standard desserts. I remember growing up in a world where um, parma ham and melon, prawn cocktail, and uh, grapefruit were the standard first course dishes, you <laughs> know, find any restaurant, yeah, <laughs> in, in a fine dining restaurant, you know, not necessarily the cordon bleu, but you know, when you traveled around and you look now at the explosion, not just of different world foods, but you know, the fusion ideas and yeah, it, it would seem to me that as a profession, it has just sort of raised itself up a, good couple notches. And in some ways in, in super yacht world, you are the equivalent, you know, these are people that are used to eating in Michelin star restaurants and that standard of food. And so you've got to keep up that standard. Yeah. Which is great. I think our food definitely has come a long, long way. And it's, it's really nice to see, um, you know, it's on Instagram, seeing the new following the news, the, the celebrity chefs and that, and just what's coming out is really like really inspirational. And, you know, the, you got to take great photos as well. And it's got, it's yeah. not just about the food. And I think it's really creative and it's, um, yeah, it's, it's really great. And I think just, you know, judging even by the restaurants, I'm in Palma, Mallorca, and the level is just coming up and up and up and it's, it's great. And almost feel that, um, you know, the standard touristy restaurants are really letting us down a little bit with the <laughs> same old, same old, but, um, yeah, no, there's a lot of chefs that are pushing it and it's getting better and better. So it's, and it's I really have to good. say, having lived in both, you know, Antibes, the South of France and in Parma, um, for me, Parma, Parma and Barcelona was a whole new experience of foods and restaurants 
where south of france although you think of french cuisine you know highest level in some ways it was much more traditional i don't eat wheat okay. so you know the the standard italian or pasta pizza kind of thing just was much more mainstream um i think you know even in those two countries the differences between what kind of foods you got um yeah it's sort of this new wave of you know it's not necessarily trying to get a mission star but just trying to be creative and i think yeah. it's um it's really it's great especially out here in, in palma there's a few mission stars but it's not not sort of there's so many good restaurants that don't have it and i don't think they're really interested in it they just you know they love what they're doing and they're creating and you'll go to your sort of your good neighborhood restaurants and they're doing incredible things and it's it's really great and a crew nomination was this a lovely surprise for you it was a little bit this time i, I have been nominated before and i kept it was a finalist i didn't win that year but um this year i didn't really know that i'd been nominated so it was a bit of a surprise cool. but um well, yeah but you know even better i mean i i think everyone i've talked to so far it's just great to be nominated because it's that you know recognition by your peers um, yeah. Now you've been down this path and having got to finalist, it's sort of like a double confirmation, really, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty nice. I think um, I like. Oh, I think I'm a, a good crew member and a good, uh, good on boats and you know, approachable and nice, nice person to work for. So hopefully that's, yeah, that's part well, of it. Because uh, you know that that's kind of the stereotypical you know vision of the chef because. As everyone knows, a a charter can really just go downhill if the guests aren't happy with the food. So there's a lot of pressure on the chef. Yeah. But we do kind of get the image of you know the the chef being in the center of it all. And um, but for you, working with the the rest of the crew and and having a good dynamic is part of it too. Yeah. Um absolutely yes yeah. so it's uh it's sort of uh say my wife just distracted me there um <laughs> so it's uh yeah it's I, i'm actually the opposite i think i get told a lot that i, I should be more i'm very relaxed and very calm walk into the catch galley and it's so calm it doesn't even look like i'm cooking sometimes it's and i feel like it's it's i should be the other way and i should be more involved and more passionate about things well not passionate but more um uptight <laughs> uptight and more vocal about things but sort of i just sort of you know i know without sounding too cocky i know what i'm doing and i'm trying to aim for things and i'm focused in my little world i've, I've been actually a soul chef for about six years so it's all it's all my own little bubble um it all falls onto me so it's yeah well, this might be why you've been nominated twice, Nick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not just your great cooking, but <laughs> also that you're good to work with. Um, so many congratulations for that. And uh, I, I'd, I'd love to say I'd love to have a meal with you sometime because <laughs> from the sounds of it, it would be lovely to have a meal made by you. But oh, thank uh, you. <laughs> the very best of luck this year. Um, pleasure hearing your story and uh happy cooking bon appetit thank you very much thanks for your time lovely well stay well stay safe wherever you are
You're listening to Super Yacht Radio. Radio. 